everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your Tuesday. Gordo, we are at one of our absolute favorite places. Love coming here for a variety of reasons. Most importantly, of course, we're helping to save lives with the help of our listeners, of course, we are at ARUP Blood Services. Come see us, 97 to 86 South, 500 West, right here in Sandy, also known as Sandy Parkway, of course. Uh, their Salt Lake location is open as well, uh, 565 Comus Drive in Research Park, uh, right up there by the University of Utah. Both open until 7 o'clock today. But I uh, want to encourage our listeners to take uh, just a few moments of their time. You know, it, uh, it takes around half hour, 45 minutes to come in and, and go through the whole process. But uh, by doing so... Not only will we reward you with some goodies, uh, but uh, you're you're quite literally saving lives, and we need you today. So uh, love being out here, and would encourage all our listeners to come by and see us. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, some, you know, we always have fun meeting our listeners at all the remotes we do. But here, you know, people roll in and they've just donated blood. Uh, look at these split; it's really not very difficult, like you're talking about. But uh, it's really fun to visit with uh, people who have just helped save lives. So, yeah, it's always a pleasure here. And, of course, the demand in the summer is crazy high. Uh, And sometimes, you know, summer vacations, those sorts of things, we all get out of our routine a little bit, and that's where our listeners come in to to step up to the plate and uh, and donate when it's needed the most. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, no one questions where the hearts of our listeners are. No doubt about it. Anytime we do anything like this, they come on strong. They do it. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, 9786 South, Sandy Parkway, also known as uh, 500 West. So please come on by and see us. Gordo, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Jake. Uh, Good day today. It's good and hot outside. I know you like to complain about the heat, but I do not complain about the heat. I complain about the cold, and so I'm happy not to complain. Says the guy who spent all day in the air conditioning while riding. True. True. True, but you weren't exactly out swinging a banana knife in the yard clearing land. I mean, you were essentially in an air climate controlled uh, uh, facility uh, interviewing Emmanuel Mudia. Yeah, right, because I don't like the heat and I was going to get out of it. You don't have an excuse. You should have to write your column outside. New rule. I've done that before. I um, believe it. But I, and not outside in on your shady deck, but I mean like outside in the sunny driveway or something. You mean like uh, type a few words and then like get a hoe out and just start working the the planter? And well, then, one step at a time. I know that's not going to happen. Because so, you got to yeah. work up a sweat and you've got to make sure I'm good and... And lathered up. I think just sitting in the sun, I think you're going to sweat some gonna with it, with it <laughs> over 100 degrees. <laughs> I think that's going to happen. Here. A little bit of sweat, but a little bit of sweat's good. Sure. Yeah. Just make sure you hydrate. Well, I just feel bad for the, the person who's going to sit next to me on the plane as I go to L.A. tonight. Because you know who doesn't have time to shower after the show? This guy. Oh, you you're, you smell like petunias, man. You're fine. That cannot be true. <laughs> 
That absolutely <laughs> cannot be true. Every day, you're you're you're, you're a, a veritable bouquet of flowers. That's also not true. <laughs> not even close. So you're hopping on a plane right after the show to head down to Pac-12 Media Day, and it's going to be a big day tomorrow. You're going to be in the thick of it. Just make sure that you don't let Hans, you know, hog all the questions. Well, Hans is bigger than everybody, so I think uh, we know how that's going to go. Whatever happened to the idea of taking turns? Well, we do, we try to stick with that. Yeah. Do you really? We do our best. Uh-huh. Mm, it's not the way I remember it. Ah, it's always fun being down there with PK and Hans because, uh, honestly, they both those guys, and I, I hope myself included, uh, provide a different perspective on things. So usually I think when we, we get to talk to all those players and coaches, we cover most of the ground uh, needed uh, because of that. And I think it, it provides a unique interview that uh, hopefully nobody else down there is, is getting. Uh, I don't think so. Not with the, uh, with the three-headed monster down there. And I know you've been doing your homework. I know PK spent like seven hours the other day studying up on the Pac-12 and what's happening this season. And uh, and Hans, uh, he he studies football uh, as a matter of routine. So it ought to be really, really good. And it's one of those crazy days that really is just a it's just a whirlwind. I mean the the interviews come fast and furious. We throw the uh, we throw the clock out the window, and really it's it's wall to wall football coverage all day long. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Do you get players, especially coaches, who who get into it and want to keep talking? I've heard that. I've heard some that more than times. others. Yeah, there are some that are rather tight-lipped but uh, some really get when mike leach gets to tell him a story there's there's no media person that's going to stop it well that's the funny part about that you see the dynamics down there and and some coaches don't like it so much so they really stick to the schedule you know they use it as an excuse they have these handlers that work for the the conference that try to keep the train on the tracks and you know some of the coaches are like oh, oh they're, they're giving me the wrap it up signal i gotta go but then there's leach who you could put Larry Scott himself with Mike Leach, and there's he, that dude is going to do what he wants to do. There's no dragging him out. Of no, there. if he and gets into a conversation, uh, it, he's rolling. And Mike has an affinity for this area. You know, he's very uh, up to date with what's going on. He's got family here. here. He's got family. His here. brother listens to the station. Yeah, and so uh, he'll he has a natural connection to you guys. When I've heard him, I've heard him open up. Of course, it doesn't take a whole lot. No, <laughs> but especially on on air on our air, it seems like he is eager to participate, which is which is always a treat. I think Mike Leach might be of all the college football coaches, he might be the most fun to cover. Now, it's easy to say that when we occasionally talk with him, which we do, uh, and it's a little different sometimes when you see him every day. I don't know how that goes for the guys up there. But every time I've talked with him, I have walked away enlightened, as it were. And I'm well, sure you guys will as well again tomorrow. All right. We'll start talking Pac-12 football in, in just one second because that's where we're going to start with the split. Uh, but real quick, out of the current coaches, who do you think hates it the most? And it's obvious, by the way. Uh, hates it the most, hates it the most, hates it the most. I would say... And let me put it this way. It's oh, a, it's... Uh, uh, who would it be, actually? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Chip? It's Chip. Yep. I was going to say the irony is he spent a year in the media when he was in between jobs. But, yeah, oh, <laughs> Chip Kelly hates it. You could just see it on his face. Like, what am I doing here? I've seen that with a number of coaches who I know hated 
doing media stuff find themselves in the media. Strange, huh? It's funny how that happens, isn't it? All right, John Beck is going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Always articulate, John is. Oh, John. You know, John has been a great interview since he was uh, a a freshman. I mean, well, maybe when I started, he was a sophomore. And so I I guess I can't say freshman. But he's been a great interview since he was a sophomore. I didn't like him at first. As far as the way he – because it always sounded like he was reciting from a book. Hmm. It was like it was by rote. But, boy, did he mature, and, boy, did he start to understand and internalize the game. And he is one of the best interviews uh, that we ever have on this station. No doubt. So he's going to join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, so make sure and stay tuned for that. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier, I had a chance to sit down with him uh, before he did his press conference today. Exclusively. An exclusive interview with Emmanuel Moutier. Let's play that at 4.30. Uh, Gordon, and then Bowler is going to join us here um, at ARUP Blood Services at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And maybe we'll we'll play some of the nuggets from it for uh, for Bowler as well in the 5 sure. o'clock hour as we kind of chew it up. Because I do think he, he said a, a few he – ga- he certainly gave some insights into a couple of things that, that I did not know. So – um, well, I'm certain that you asked him about why he chose Utah. I did. And I'm sure that you – uh, we're interested to hear what his reasoning was, and you were probably asked him about what his role will be with the Jazz. I did. All of those things. Yeah. I asked him a little bit about his background, too. Do you know much about his story? Not really. And I didn't, I didn't touch on this in great detail because it's, well, I didn't think it was necessary for the short amount of time that we had. But uh, So he's from Zaire, which is now the Democratic Republic of Congo. Right. And there was a civil war there when he was a kid. And his mom got his family out of there when he was five years old. But it was, you know, one of those truly refugee stories where they were fleeing a war zone, which is, which is pretty wild. And does he remember all that stuff? I see. I didn't. I didn't get too in depth. I, I did mention uh, him coming to the country when he was young, but think I didn't. About, think about being a young kid and how impressionable you are. Are you kidding me? The middle of a civil war. Wild, and huh? You're looking around, going, "What?" I mean, every kid wants to feel secure, right? I don't know how you feel secure in the middle of a civil war. I don't think that's possible, no. actually. Wow. So we'll get to that interview coming up at uh, at 4.30. But right now, let's get to the split story of the day. Austin out today. Adrian filling in. Adrian, if you please. Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is. And The Zone Sports Network. Unley under pressure. Avoids a sack. Flips it deep. Jump ball. It's first and goal at the end. Moss at the goal line. He's in for the touchdown. The gamble pays off for Utah, and they've got a two-score lead. All right, Gordon, I thought we'd start off talking a little bit about the Pac-12, considering media day is coming up tomorrow. Again, you'll have coverage all day long right here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, but, but let me ask you this. If you could break the Pac-12 into tiers this year as you see it, what teams would be in your top tier? Uh, I would put Utah. I would put uh, – I know there are some doubts about Washington. We don't really know how that's going to work out. It's a matter of whether the reloading is fully armed uh, and, uh, and Oregon. I could go about like that. Now, th- I mean, there are some other decent programs that could be in play as well, but I think 
those are the ones that you're looking at at the top. Okay, so I, I completely agree. Uh, Washington, I don't think it's going to be as good as some people out there do, but I'd still put them in the top tier. Here's where I, I started splitting hairs in my own brain. Do you put Washington State yeah, there? Yeah, that team obviously came to mind when you asked the question. Right. Um, that was. The- I have great respect for Mike Leach, and I think he'll f- find a way. He's got those kids in that program. He's got his system ingrained, and uh, it's it's a matter of whether he can find certain key players to uh, execute what he has in mind for. And them. does he pull another rabbit out of his yeah. hat at the quarterback yeah, position? Yeah, exactly. And uh, people don't understand that Washington State plays defense. Yeah, I don't know if well, I'd go that far. They're better than you think. Yeah, but most people think that they're dreadful, so... <laughs> Uh, better than you think sure the, uh, okay okay all right i'll let i'll leave it at they're that. okay they played a good defensive game against the youth last year in the second half at times they've been and you wouldn't think this but at times they have been effective against the run which i wouldn't think that right you're right you're certainly right about that so that was my big debate on the what top about tier. usc not right now no i mean i like that they have to be after Helton gets fired and Urban gets hired. Uh, here's the thing is I, you know me, and maybe this, is, this might be one of those points where I end up with, with mud all over my face, but I don't think the Graham Harrell air raid thing's going to work. Hmm. All right. Going to put a lot I think, of I, – I disagree with you, I know on you that. Do. I know you do. And we'll see. And, and I certainly could be wrong, but I, I, don't, see that, I don't see that working, certainly in, in year number no, one. It makes no sense to me that you say that they have terrific athletes in the fold, and so it's a bad fit with terrific athletes. Why can't you make that successful? You can make it successful with lesser athletes. Why can't you make it successful with better athletes? Well, I don't think you need to. And well, it I, requires I, I, me, a, me the side, I got man. You. And it requires a different type of quarterback. It's not uh, a read-based system. It's more of a progression-based thing. I mean, it's, it's just entirely different. And when you're USC and you can recruit the best, have your pick out of the best running backs in the entire country, I mean, why would you go to an offense that does not fit what you can recruit to? Now, with that said, maybe I'm wrong. But at USC, you can recruit linemen for days. You can recruit running backs for days. You should get your pick of the California quarterbacks, meaning you don't need a gimmicky system to make them effective. And you should have athletes on the outside. Where, where, But we'll see. I mean, I, like I've told you before, I think there's a reason that most top-end teams don't run. All top-end teams don't run the triple option. Doesn't mean that to. a very talented team can't run it. And, it and, does take discipline. But are you does. are you putting them in your top tier then? Uh, no, not really. I'm not. I I believe it when I when I actually see it, and I don't know what to make. All that talent that you talk about, Jake, it has to be properly organized. And you and I can disagree on the schematics involved in that. But regardless of what they choose to do, man, they got to do it with, uh, with uh, mental toughness and with discipline. And whether they do that, whichever they choose to, whichever route they choose to go, then, okay, let's see if you can get that much accomplished. I also think it puts their defense in a bad spot, and the defense is another strength of USC. So we'll see. We'll see how it works. All right, who would you put in your bottom tier? So if we did it in third, top, middle, and bottom. Okay, probably Colorado. Okay, and uh, let's see who else am I leaving out? I'll tell you this: I I drew the line there. I don't think 
I don't think there is another bottom. Mm. Okay. Because I, th- I do think that, well, Cal, we already saw take a step last year. Yeah, the and defense is tough, man. Just I think the they'll continue that. done a terrific job in that regard. What about uh, Sumlin at Arizona? See, they still have Khalil Tate, which should be enough to make them average as long as he's healthy. Now, they might not be able to stop anybody either. We'll have to see. There are plays that that kid can make that uh, I have rarely seen. You know, it's it's just a matter of what. I don't know what happened last year. It was just kind of like they tried to turn him into a drop-back passer. Tried to turn him into something he's not, and then he clearly was hurt during a large portion of life. I mean, we watched him play against the Utes. I can't believe they left him in. Yeah. In, in fact, someone should be arrested for leaving him in that game. I mean, he should be prosecuted. Well, ask him about that tomorrow. I want to hear that question. You think so, Kevin? Uh, are you what surprised? What the heck were you thinking? That you didn't get arrested last year putting your quarterback <laughs> in that type of position uh, against the Utes. What about Herm at Arizona State? Herm, they got a terrific running back in Benjamin. I. That's the big mystery because I, I do think that Arizona State was better than I thought they would be last year, but now they're turning over. You know, some pretty terrific players. I liked Manny Wilkins. I thought he was good. I mean, upperclassman quarterback in the Pac-12. I mean, that's that's a loss. Uh, they were good the f- day they played the youths. Yeah. So, I, but I'd still, I, I, I would still put them in the middle category. I don't think I'm putting them at the, at the bottom category. Uh, UCLA, I feel like they're going to actually take a step in the right direction. I mean, Chip Kelly may be a cantankerous guy, but I, I think he's pretty good as a college football coach and people don't understand what he did that, uh, at oregon i mean he was uh, people think it was a high flying offense and it was scored put up a lot of points but they ran the ball a lot a lot more than they passed it and what was ucla's one of ucla's weaknesses prior to his arrival uh they didn't run the football very well Remember that year? Was it two years ago when they couldn't even pick up? It seemed like they couldn't pick up a yard when they needed to. Well, and Chip, listen, Chip came in as a lot of uh, a lot of new coaches do, and he ran off half the team, and he it broke it down to nothing because he knew he was going to have to start over. Oh, to, that's to, Urban-esque. To build his culture. Yeah, Urban, though, somehow figured out a way to run off half the team and then still win. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly how he how he did that. I tell you, I know how he did it. He made a deal with the devil. Well, he took over programs that were just loaded with talent, ran, ran off the ran bad off actors. The, ran off the guys who didn't have the talent. Right. And then, but whereas UCLA, as we know, was was not loaded with talent when Jim Moore left. I mean, Jim... Jim didn't leave the cupboards real full. He kind of scoured that. He just, I don't know what happened to that. Scuttled the ship or something. Yeah, Yeah, he just, you know what? Blow a hole in the bottom of the boat. We're out of here. Why not? And so Chip. Chip had his work cut out for him. I, th- I think that they're going to be better. I think Stanford is going to be good. I'd probably put them in the middle, and, and maybe we're maybe we're not being fair to them by putting them at the top. There's a certain quarterback there that needs to prove a little something to people. They're still waiting to see how that's going to work out. But we haven't even really talked about the Utes. The Utes are the team, man. I don't know how that vote is going to go tomorrow morning. Which should be out around seven, eight o'clock, something like that. But if I'm in that media poll, I am voting the Utes at the top of the whole league. Yep. 
Uh, last year, shooting. they darn near knocked off Washington last year, and they didn't have uh, key players at key positions. Yeah, and, and Justin Herbert's really good, but Oregon has something to prove. I, I certainly think you can make a strong argument for it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I think Utah is highly respected among the media guys. We'll see when it push comes to shove how it all shakes out. But I think the Utes are past that idea of being – some kind of overachievers, a bunch of overachievers. No, they, this is a team that, as Tyler Huntley put it after spring ball, he said, essentially paraphrasing, he said, we got players galore here. And he's right. All right, we are live from ARUP Blood Services, 9786 South Sandy Parkway, also known as 500 West. They have their location open as well in Salt Lake up by the U, 565 Comus Drive in Research Park. And our good friend Lance joins us, of course, here on the big show. First of all, Lance, it's great to see you. How yeah. are you? How are things? Pretty good. Thanks for coming out again to help us out in the month of July. Our Just pleasure. So many holidays, we've got to keep you guys coming back. So. Jake was a little jealous because we did so well last time when we were here, Lance. So his, his ego is a little I was excited here. to get down here and, and, and get some listeners out because I felt like you know, I had something to prove today. Yeah, it crushed it last time. It was amazing, and we needed it because we had one O-positive patient that had used 173 wow. units of blood in wow. the 24 hours prior. So we were in a bad spot, and the listeners came through, and we had one of our biggest days we've had in many, 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 many years. And if I so, remember right, Lance, that was the day before the 4th. Right? It was. It was yeah. July 3rd, so the timing was terrible. Yeah, but people came, yeah. came, answered the call, man. Yeah, it was awesome to see, and we need the same thing today. Yeah. So the blood bank just contacted me about a half hour ago and said, can you add B positive to the list? They said, we just had a big B positive patient, so we're below minimum going into tomorrow. So uh, we need all blood types, but especially O positive, A positive, and B positive. Those are the most common blood types out there and so uh if you don't know what your blood type is come and donate and we'll send you a card three days later and let you know what your blood type is you know lance some people think wow are they really that shallow is the uh is the room for error that narrow but this blood needs to be fresh in order to really help some patients, right? Yeah. So one-third of our blood goes to Primary Children's Hospital. They had 29 patients yesterday mm. just at Primary Children's wow. Hospital. That was equal to all our other hospitals combined. Usually they have about 10 to 12. So super big day at Primary Children's. But all the blood for any child in that hospital that's four months or younger or that's having a heart procedure, which we have dozens of all the time, uh, the blood's got to be donated within the last five days. So mm -hmm. that's why we're open every single day of the year, all year long, holidays, is because of primary children's and the unique needs of the children in that hospital and the babies in that hospital. So please come down, please donate. There's just a tremendous need this summer because there's so many patients, so many children in need. So you don't know your blood type. That's okay. Come in and donate. Everybody who comes in before 7 o'clock tonight at either of our donor centers in Salt Lake or Sandy gets a $10 Megaplex gift card and a $5 Subway card. And if you come down here, we've got jazz gear for you as well. And uh, you heard, Lance, all blood types are needed, uh, specifically O positive and A positive because it's very common. And you heard Lance put up the bat signal for B positive. So if you guys are out there uh, and are, are B positive, we need you. So make sure and uh, drop by and see us. Thanks, Lance. Thank you. All right, 9786 South, Sandy Parkway, 9786 South, 500 West. Also, the Salt Lake location up by the U, 565 Comus Drive, right there in Research Park, right up by 
by the zoo. So uh, help us out. Save some lives. Donate some blood. Gordo, we'll get to more coming up next. All right. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Yogi Roth, join us once again for the Pac-12 Network. We know what's right with the Utes. Why would that be the wrong pick? What should you fans be worried about? Injury, number one. Tyler Huntley hasn't been healthy since he's been the starter. That's the number one thing that they'd be concerned with. The number two would be SC. You know, SC, they're going to put up points on the air raid. So they can get it together, skill-wise, scheme-wise, and then most importantly, can handle the mental side of it. When they're down, they're scary. Their backs are against the wall. You know, they're primed like every team to prove the world wrong. But they've got the ability and the staff and the players to do it. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports the best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is Cake, selected by our good friend Adrian Leiser, filling in for Austin today. And it's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I'm unfamiliar with Cake. You might uh, not believe that, considering my current state of physique, but uh, I'm not that educated about cake uh what kind of i would how would you describe that well i wouldn't call myself educated with cake but i'm i'm familiar i'm certainly familiar with that song you just played uh coming in adrian do you want to do you want to educate gordon uh to cake i they just were on the list here they came up early so but they you know they have some famous songs from the early 2000s i would say and you like them yeah all right good i trust adrian i was trying to get your your toe tapping yeah. That's what Gordon, we said, Adrian, why don't you pick a band? And Gordon said, we want a band with some heft. Yes. Because you uh, want to get your toe tapping, but also wanted a lot of bass. I just want to feel the beat. That's all. I know, but that's kind of, there's some cl- conflicting demands there. Yeah, probably so. I, I don't know. Maybe but Cake's my... good. I, th- I think you'll like it. All right. You'll be all right. Okay. You'll, you'll tap that toe a little bit. Okay. Uh, by the way, I, I mentioned Chip Kelly doesn't like Media Day. Our, our friend Calvin the Bold tweets in and said, didn't Chip uh, surreptitiously, surreptitiously uh, flip Jake off at Media Day, the old scratch the face with the middle finger trick? Yeah, that did happen. I was at the first Pac-12 Media Day that I went to that the Utes, uh, it was their first year in the league. Okay, what did you ask him and why did he flip you off? Because I asked him about uh, his, it was the offseason of Willie Lyles when he was pretty much, uh, do you remember this whole story where Willie Lyles was a recruiting coordinator? No, because he didn't work for him. A recruiting service yes. guy. Uh-huh. And uh, the, a running back came from Texas via Willie Lyles That's to, right. I remember that. Uh, to Oregon mm-hmm. and reportedly thousands of dollars changed hands to to willie and, and you said what to i just asked him about the offseason i said uh, you know what the willie lyles controversy has been you know how does that affect you going into this year and then he gave me a deadpan you know we, we don't focus on that sort of stuff type of answer while you know scratching his nose with his middle finger and giving me a dirty look and did you immediately pick up on this or did you think that was a mere coincidence that he happened to be scratching his nose with his Middle finger. Oh, I picked up on it right away. I knew what he was doing. He didn't make much of a secret out of the whole thing. 
That's uh, that's pretty funny, actually. It was funny. It's one of those good stories that I tell at parties these days. <laughs> the, the Chip Kelly flipped you off. Chip Kelly gave me the bird. Uh, all right. Well, wear it with pride. I mean, how many how many uh, people out there have been flipped off by the former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers? Probably a whole lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's probably true. <laughs> Uh, all right, Gordon, wanted to talk about this real quick. Uh, Nick Emery today announced his retirement from basketball. He had another year left of eligibility down there at BYU, and uh, he's going to pursue some other opportunities. You uh, wrote a column that's up uh, right now, sltrib.com, if folks want to uh, check it out, give it a read. But uh, what, do you, what do you think, or what, I guess, what went through your mind when you heard that news today? Uh it was uh, – I originally didn't want to write about it because I've written about it so much in the past. And, and really, Nick Emery, it's not like he's some star player or anything. But he is a significant player because of certain things that took place down in Provo while he was there. And I've been critical of Nick at times. But really, this, this column is more sort of a reflection on his time at BYU and, uh, and kind of a hope that uh, – that he understands and has learned from his mistakes and moving forward that he can find great success. And I think he has learned. I I think this is, I don't know Nick well. I've talked to him a couple times, but I do think based on some of the actions he's taken that he uh, has lived and learned. And I, I think his future is bright, whatever he chooses to do. So this is a hope that he will. Uh, find meaning uh, on down the road. I I was thinking he just never developed as a basketball player like we kind of all expected. That was the first thing that went through my mind. Well, his I first mean, couple of years, he was pretty darn good, at least from a standpoint of production. Uh, but then it just sort of melted away from there. Well, not compared to the hype that that LP3 oh, got yeah. going to BYU, and yeah, I know we, I know we always reference this, but uh, you know Greg Rubel, when that was all happening, went on with DJ and PK, and he talked about multiple Sweet 16s with this this group of players, and it just it it didn't work out that way for mm-hmm. a variety of reasons that not all of which have to do with with Nick, but those those players in that generation of BYU basketball that was supposed to be so promising. Uh, really just floundered for yeah. a variety of reasons. And, uh, you know, Eric Mika, right down to Mika not timing up his mission with the other two, which is fine, by the way. That's a personal decision. But that kind of got it off to a weird start. And then it just not really translating to the to the college game. Um, it, it's one of those things where should we have seen that coming? And then right down to the, the scandal with, with right. Nick himself and, and doing some things that uh, were – uh, certainly, in the NCAA's eyes, he he sh- should not have been doing, and that derailed things. I mean, it it's just strange that this era that was supposed to be so good is kind of petering out. Yeah, that's definitely true, man. I remember going to Lone Peak High School and watching part of a practice with those guys. This was supposedly the best high school basketball team in the country. I mean. And you could see it in their eyes, in their body language. There was a swagger to that team. They thought that uh, the no heights were too high to scale. They thought they were on their way to doing exactly what you had talked about. And looking back at it now, it's it's just kind of funny, kind of weird how it all turned out. Nowhere near 
what people had had expected. And not only that, but there are other guys who were signed uh, through that period as well. I mean, uh, well, Yoli Childs. Elijah Bryant. Elijah Bryant. Uh, who else? Uh, Peyton Dastrup. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, this those were... Those were high expectation times for BYU basketball, and it just didn't come together. And uh, then Nick also had his controversies on the court. To remember the cheap shot, uh, who was that against? Brandon Taylor. Brandon wasn't Taylor, it? yeah. And then the uh, the hurled profanity at Larry Kriskoviak, and then Kriskoviak acting by saying, "Okay, that's it. I'm not going to play that game anymore." And see and. Uh, and uh, Emery was in the middle of all that. What about when he uh, – didn't he yell at a Gonzaga fan at the West Coast Conference Tournament? But that one was more funny, I think. Or he told them to sit there, bleep down or something along mm. those lines. Well, you're I right. Your ass. Sit down. It didn't work out the way uh, he had hoped. And, 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 again, in my mind's eye, I see those guys in that high school gym bright-eyed and cocky, arrogant, but really, really good and setting this precedent that they were going to go forward and accomplish all this stuff on the court that uh, was was just three or four notches above what they were able to do. And then I've got to confess to you, I did wonder when I heard this news today, and, and let me preface this by saying I haven't talked to anybody down there. I don't have any inside information. This is strictly a wonderment off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. If this decision was squarely his. Well, there are whispers. I mean, I, of, co- there's a, there, of course there are going to be some whispers, but mm-hmm. I, I, did, I did wonder that. Yeah. Not exactly sure that it was a great fit down there. Right. With and- the new regime that is in place. So, so uh, this whole idea of a college player retiring, you know, it's kind of a... It's a funny way of putting it. That's a euphemism, I think. I hope the decision was his. Let me put it that way. You don't like coaches running guys off? Yeah, I mean, I I get it that it happens. But, I mean, anybody who says they enjoy watching coaches, you know, crush the dreams of of young men, uh, you know, then I'd probably call you Tony Parks. You'd have to be cold-hearted. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you can do. see what I'm getting at. So, yeah, did uh, did Dick Emery make some mistakes? Yes, he did. He apologized to Chris Goviak for uh, his actions, and he uh, he did uh, violate some NCAA rules. And I don't think we're sugarcoating it here. I mean, I was aggressive in criticizing him, but uh, but I think he is he's lived and learned and, and moved on from there, and certainly hope that he can. Uh, find uh, great fulfillment in whatever he does next. Now, whether he still play, whether he plays college basketball or not, I, I don't know. I don't know whether he would do that or had an interest in doing that. But uh, if I'm if I'm correctly informed, I think he has he had he had personal problems. He had a divorce that he went through, and I think he he got remarried. If I hope I'm I, I hope that's, I think he did too. I saw uh, Steve Tate tweeting something yeah. about that today, and uh, looks to have uh, everything together and moving forward in a positive way. So we'll just see whether that involves basketball or not. Do you think a guy like that could go overseas and play over there? I don't know. If he wanted to, I mean, some guys do, some guys don't. 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of leagues out there, Gordon. You probably yeah. could find something that would fit, I yeah. would imagine. Maybe he's not going over and playing in the best league in Europe, but mm-hmm. maybe he could find his way somewhere. Well, anyway, so, yes, uh, I'm a little tired of criticizing Nick Emery. Uh, I think it's time to encourage him, not that he's listening to us, but to hope to send out good vibes that he can move forward and do some really positive, productive things, and I think he will. All right, we'll have more coming up next. We're live, ARUP Blood Services. Come on by and uh, and donate. Help us out, 9786 South Sandy Parkway, uh, 9786 South, 500 West. It's the, uh, the frontage road just west of I-15. It's super easy to get here. Just jump off of 94 South or 106 South. We're right in between. We're right by the giant American flag. The demand uh, right now is high, and we need our listeners' help today. So drop by and see us. We'll hook you up with a Megaplex Movie Pass, a gift card to Subway, and we also have some jazz gear here for you as well. So come donate live at AREP Blood Services. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. The NBA wants to do something different with tampering. They're going to put an end to all of this. about time. Right now. The NBA has launched a full-on teamed investigation. What information do you possibly think they're going to be gathering? I don't, I don't. If somebody screenshots and is like, ha, 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 look at me, I'm going to play for the Lakers. Ah. This stuff happens because the punishment is, first of all, fake. When's the last time someone got punished for free? Like really hammered. Right. I mean, you lose your draft pick or oh you had that Knicks pick in the trade and you've got the number seven pick coming up and so you're putting together your free agents combined with that bam out it goes $50,000 doesn't do it no it doesn't do it Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280, the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5, 12 in the zone, live from ARUP Blood Services. Come see us, 9786 South Sandy Parkway. That's also 500 West, just the frontage road west of I-15. Come donate, give some blood, save some lives. Pick up a, a Megaplex gift card as well as a Subway gift card. And uh, we've got some jazz gear for you as well. We also have one of these. Uh, we have one left of the desktop figurines those have been wildly popular hot commodity gordon hot commodity. I, don't, I mean look at this thing that is really cool and i don't know how many people have it looks just well i'd open it but it better not i want to make sure it looks new you well you know, know in the box value that but, whole thing but look at that, that yeah it's it, cool it is cool conversation starter i would say yeah i mean the people are gonna think you're on the team or something uh, also want to remind you that uh, coming up on Friday, we're going to be hanging out with Tom and the crew down at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. We'll be down there for the big show. Remember, they're uh, pulling out prices that are so low. Gordon, it will blow your mind. Boom. Well done. Well done. You've been hanging out with Tom a lot lately. We have been. We see him quite a bit and uh, are convinced that the deals are there. 
All right. Uh, I want to uh, take just a moment to tease. We're going to have uh, my one-on-one interview with Manuel Moutier coming up at 4.30. Uh, make sure and stay tuned for that. And, and Gordon, uh, you know, won't give away the entire interview, but uh, the, I did learn a few things. And I will say the way the Jazz are structuring this team definitely caught some eyes around the league. And I, I think players out there can see exactly what the Jazz want to do. And I think well, certain certain players certainly, but want to be a part of it. They can see the coming together of all the the super team talk, and I get it that star players want to play with star players, et cetera, et cetera. But there are players out there who believe in fit and believe in in kind of what the Jazz are trying to do from a philosophical standpoint. And I think Moutier is certainly one of them. I believe in fit. I mean, I think it's healthy to have a fit every once in a while. You know, have a just fit sort of, like a tantrum. Yeah, just get it out of the system. When you're having a fit, you got to have it. As a parent of a toddler, I could not disagree with you more. <laughs> this happens to you on a regular basis. Fits are bad. But fit, uh, the other uh, meaning of the word fit, obviously super important in the NBA. Uh, and talent gets so much of the credit for everything, every positive thing that happens. But if you have talent and you have a good fit, now, now you're talking, and it seems as though, and you'll get into this with Moutier, but it sounds like that was uh, part of the, uh, part of the uh, situation in his case. Definitely was. And so you'll hear that interview coming up at, uh, at 4.30. But right now we've got John Beck coming up right around the corner, the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Excited to talk to the former BYU quarterback. Bowler will be here live in person at 5 o'clock. But joining us right now, our good friend Lance from ARUP Blood Services, 9786 South, 500 West right here in Sandy. Also, their Salt Lake location, if it's closer for you, 565 Comus Drive in Research Park. Just, uh, what, Lance, just north of the zoo? Yeah, just between the zoo and the University of Utah, kind of right there in the middle. I'd tell you the red brick place, but that's every single building that up there. That is a lot there, yeah. <laughs> just that is a lot. So, Lance, tell us, when was the last time you had a good fit? A when good the Yankees fit? got beat or something? Uh, those usually aren't like very good a days. Fit. Yeah. Through a fit? Not too long ago. Yeah, it's been somewhat recently. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did, did Tony do something wrong uh, earlier no, no, today? No. Is that is that what we're talking about here? This was at home, you know, oh, doing no. little construction, and you think you know how to do something, and then when you put it together and have to tear it all apart, oh, sometimes you you throw a fit. You oh, have that to. happens to me all the time when I'm out in the yard, you know, working on stuff. All the time, really. Yeah. yeah. I, I can relate to you completely. <laughs> Nobody man. believes that, you know. Well, next time, uh, well, no, I'm not going to make that joke. Never mind. Moving on. Yeah, uh, for I, those of you out there who, who want to help, uh, Lance, I tell people this all the time. If, if you want to help society or help those in need or whatever, there's no more direct, better way to do it than donating blood. Yeah. Every single day, I get a list in the morning of all the patients that have come into the hospital. And then I get another one in the afternoon for everybody that's been coming through the day. And it breaks your heart sometimes because you'll see that there's a newborn baby that was just born the day before that needs help. And the nice thing is we have amazing facilities, amazing hospitals here, uh, but we have to give what the doctors, the resources that they need, and they need blood for surgeries. And just yesterday alone, they had 29 surgeries at primary children's that required blood for kids at our hospital. And so... Man, you're punching us right in the feels now. Yeah. Well, it's the reality. I mean, it's every single day. I mean, sometimes there's big national tragedy, and we'll have lines of people lining up. But 
unfortunately here, you know, there's 50 to 60 people that you don't know, but they're going through the most difficult time of their life. And this is how you help them out. They're going to spend their holiday in the hospital while we're all having barbecues tomorrow. But just a half hour of our time, we can help them out. And so we need all blood types, but especially A positive, O positive, and B positive right now. So we'll take anything, but uh, we've extended our hours. We're open until 7 o'clock at both our donor centers in Sandy and Salt Lake City. And so if you can come to one of those tonight uh, before 7 o'clock, we'll give you a $10 Megaplex card and $5 Subway card for helping save lives. And you guys have uh, all hands on deck. The staff is here, uh, and you guys will, will get our listeners through no problem. Yeah, in and out, back on your way. We know you're busy. you got things to do, and we understand that so we got extra beds and uh we'll get you through very very quick and don't hold lance's yankee fandom against him he's, no, he's really no, a good no. dude yeah no I mean, really I mean, not your normal that. yankee fan yeah, yeah. He's, 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 <laughs> well i don't want to be associated with that group, but, you know. <laughs> so come help us out 9786 south 500 west right here in sandy or that salt lake location again 565 comas drive in research park lance thank you so much thank you john beck joins us next 97.5 and 1280 the zone